What if you could travel to parallel worlds, the same year, the same Earth, only different dimensions? A world where the Russians rule America, or where your dreams of being a superstar came true, or where San Francisco was a maximum security prison. My friends and I found the gateway. Now the problem is finding a way back home. to another exciting episode of Circling the Vortex. That's right, this is episode 9, in which we look at episode 10 of season 1 of Sliders, which is actually the series finale. Who thought we were going to get to that? I know I didn't. And as always, I am joined by my co-hosts, Nathan, coming to her from a world in which we've somehow reached the end of season 1 of Sliders. What's that all about? It's, it's uncanny. It's like this world, except we were dead all along. Do I, do I, did I, did I hear an echo? No, no, that's just because we've done this intro once already, but due to technical reasons, we are doing it all over again. And how does that make you feel, Kurt, coming from a world in which podcasts are the only form of entertainment that exists, and ours is still not listened to by anybody? It makes the cinema experience very interesting. <laughs> so this is a big, a big room with a huge screen with nothing on it. Yeah, and, and you just listen to stuff. It's just dark, yeah. It's just dark. It's a dark it's just room. A dark room where everybody sits naked listening to podcasts. Well, I added the naked. I was going to say nothing about nakedness. I'm, I think that just makes it more fun. <laughs> well, we're, we're all naked right now, so I mean, that's how well, we always podcast. Note to the public uh, I am not naked. I'd just like to point that out there. I am fully Fair. clothed. Nathan's weird that way. Um, but yeah, we've accepted his differences amongst us here. Uh, he's, a, he's a never nude. So as, I am not sans clothes. As okay. is something I've uh, I've noticed that sometimes we, we we've we've had a few to drink when we watch some of these episodes and stuff, and we get a bit loose. And I'm caressing people's feet right now on the table, which is definitely <laughs> erotic. Bet. But I think we're all riding a bit of an adrenaline high there after watching the exciting finale to the season one. That's pretty good. I really enjoyed it. It's a good episode. I still really enjoyed it. Yeah, that was a cool episode. So I mean, uh, I don't want to spoil anything. We'll go through it now. Um, but we, you know, I know you wanted a cliffhanger, Nate. We talked about that on the previous episode a couple of weeks ago, and you certainly got that. I was not disappointed. (laughs) (laughs) Who wants to um, start the recap and and get us into the cell? You've got to do this. I think you really enjoyed this one, so you should go. I did, but the intro is like the most boring part of the episode. Yeah. Because it introduces a new thing, which they then drop very, very quickly. Yeah, which which you mentioned as we were watching at the end, and it was like, oh yeah, that didn't ever come so back. So obviously the standard thing, they jump in, blah, 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 um, a dog walks up to Wade, oh, a dog. Um, For some reason this dog really likes them as well. Cut, it, yeah. well, it doesn't cut, it feels like a natural cut, but then her diary kicks in, like she's, I'm keeping a journal, it's been 18 hours and it's a utopia, and we know it's been a time lapse because she now has a bandana. Yeah, so so Pirate Wade begins to take note. <laughs> oh, I really wanted that. I really hope we get a Pirate Wade, like a proper Pirate Wade now. <laughs> well, hopefully. So Pirate Wade uh, makes a note that there's, you know, there's great prices. Um, everyone seems content. I think Otoro drops his wallet and some oh, kid gives it back. Oh, they're going to buy some super cheap veg. Like, I've yeah. dropped my wallet. Yeah. Um, and then some kid hands it back. Uh 
uh, was it cars don't need keys? Well, there there are like public cars public that cars. are like left like I don't know like we have bike shares now and yeah. stuff like that and the scooter things and but like like that but obviously really ahead of that concept if you think about it yeah. now that's actually quite uh, a modern Common concept thing, yeah. that actually happens not quite with cars but we're getting there sort of that level oh, I wouldn't want that mm, well, yeah but I mean back then cars were obviously the main form of conveyance especially around America and stuff so to say there's free cars for people to use it's pretty badass that's pretty cool there was a slight hint uh, some of the weirdness of this world when they look up and they see a billboard for uh, birth control in a can BC Cola yeah BC birth Cola birth control Cola yeah, so this this world is definitely. I mean, there's like a, we get the impression that there's not a lot of people. It's like there's a small town vibe to San Francisco. They mentioned early on, and we start to slowly unravel the, the the details of this world. And to be honest, this is one of the most fleshed out worlds I think we've seen in season one. Yeah, they actually really go into quite a lot of the specifics of what makes this world different and why and how it's sort of been brought to that aspect and stuff and then of course the downsides of of that which i think is really interesting yeah, so, and it, and dealt with very even-handedly i mean especially once we get the revelation of the negative even arturo yeah. sort of steps in and defends it because it's like actually this isn't necessarily a bad thing you know so i think it's 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 good so so carry on with the the recap so we can get to that stuff um i think they keep looking around and then they come across a special atm Yes, lottery. Uh, lottery. Yeah, ATM. lottery ATM. Go on, if you want to continue. Oh, too kind. So they ask a couple sort of randos, like, oh, how does this work? And like, oh, well, you know, just take as much as you want. You have to put your hand on, look up at a camera, say your name, where you're staying or your address, and how much money you'd like. And like, you know, the more you take, the more chances to win. And Rembrandt's like, more chances? Oh, brilliant. Rembrandt Brown, Motor 12 from 12, $5,000, please. And it comes out. Neat with the little uh, the little wrapper on all the notes. <laughs> yep. Um, Arturo takes out five. Five dollars. <laughs> well, no, but he does say, you know, you, Which, don't, you don't ever get anything for free. There's always is it, is something. It, yeah, I mean, even there's then, Arturo's saying there's, there's going to be a, a reason Bearing that this is happening. Bearing in mind, this is, yeah. like, very cheap. He probably needs five dollars. Really. I mean, that's yeah. the thing, right? So Rembrandt, what he's done there is just give into his greed. Like, the aspect yeah. of free money, and it's not really, doesn't give a share. But then Wade, then goes in after Arturo and takes out a thousand. Yeah. Um, which again is way more than she needs. Uh, and she gets a bit carried away in the moment and stuff. And, and it's actually Quinn quite... Doesn't take any Quinn doesn't take a dime. No, Quinn doesn't need to. His friends have just taken all the money, so why would he, he seems, need to? Yeah, but he, he does also seem a bit suspicious. Yes. As well. Yes. He's uh, wearing a pretty permanent scowl what was it throughout this episode. this episode. Sorry? What was it called in this episode? Oh, uh, cue ball, eye rolling cue ball or something. Cause it, what, what was it we called him? Uh, I can't remember now. Rolling cue ball, I think it was. Yes, it just it just got that permanent, like, oh, really? Eye roll. Incredulous, I called him Incredulous Quinn. That, that was it. That was that was incredulous Quinn. <laughs> he's, just, he's just always like, oh, no. You guys are also stupid all the time. It's really hard keeping up with how dumb you all are. Like, uh, he does own that quite a lot in this episode. And to be fair, he is 100% on the money. Uh, intentional pun there. Uh, <laughs> considering that that's the biggest problem. And he definitely senses the, the issues that are to come. He, he does not give in to this utopian mm. world. We got we get horse riding. Well, we get fishing in the park. Before that, yeah, <laughs> I was going to say, next it cuts to the park where... Um, they do like a nice filter on the camera works, make it all yeah, look nice. Soft focus. Soft focus. 
um, low and stuff, yeah. They start to flick through some books. They notice there's only half a billion people on, on the planet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and they think it's all to do with the population control, like potentially in the, in the can or something. Um, then you said they do a bit of fishing, and then oh, Wade, horse ride. Wade and Quinn go for a horse ride, which somehow Quinn doesn't see the branch in front and of a him. Very cliche, a very like cliche. right across the face. Yeah. Branch rolls into I think a do you know tree. what should have been a real indicator of uh, this is how we say more aggressive forms of population control is that when they went and got the horses for the horse ride, nobody gave them any freaking helmets. So it's like, uh, as someone who has some experience horse riding, you wouldn't get me on a horse without a helmet. Those things are big. You just fall off of one of them and you're going to hurt yourself, right? Let alone ride into a branch and get totally wiped out. I mean, he goes down like a he sack does. of poo. Um, <laughs> and then begins maximum Wade Ooh. Watch this episode. Oh, there is a, so much there is Wade Watch. sexual tension rippling off the pair of them. She's Definitely off of her more than him, there. as always. So so yeah, she, she crops him up against a log, um, begins to pat dabs the jam. Yeah, dabs the jam. Jam. smears the blood around his forehead, basically. Uh, not but... blood, more like jam, yeah. but that's fine. Yeah. And then we get an amazing line. She's like, gone. Oh, you know, we're going from this world. Oh, but we're ignoring the issue. What's that? And it's just, we're one another's world. <laughs> With Arturo Remembrance. <laughs> I mean, adds them in as well. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's weird because... You get the look. The look from Quinn is, yeah, I suppose I'm gonna have to settle. And the look from her is more along the lines of, I'm gonna be with my soulmate. And it's so, too, it's so lopsided. Like the tension, the the sexual desire of these two. I mean, I think that might just be because Jerry O'Connell can't do that in his acting repertoire. <laughs> he doesn't have the depth to like show, like sizzling sexual tension. And this in Sabrina Lloyd though as way, she's actually pretty decent at that sort of stuff. She 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 can she can give the subtext with the eyes and the look and the delivery and stuff. Whereas just, he just sort of goes, Oh, okay, it's okay. It's kind of the, the look you get from him, simple Simon style. If you're listening, Jerry, I think you can act. Just put that out there. Hey, I think Love he's you, good. Jerry. I think he's Love really you, good at the moderate action stuff they ask him to do. <laughs> moderate action. I mean, it's never full-on action. It's like, run with conviction. He does that quite well. And he also does the, I'm, you know, incredulous, smartest guy in the room thing very well. He's um, really good at walking and making his hair bounce. <laughs> yes. Yeah, really good. He is. Those curtains really do flop pretty well. Like, they do look good. So good. Um, but, yeah, I mean, so, so we, yeah, we... We have that going on. We have uh, Arturo failing to fish as an Englishman, which I do find offensive as a stereotype because, let's be honest, most Englishmen can fish quite well. You guys, you guys fish? I've done it once in my life. Once? Okay, I'll take that. Nathan? I can pick one up at Sainsbury's pretty cheap. That's... <laughs> I've done various forms of fishing in my life. I actually quite like a bit of fish. It's a very relaxing pastime. I actually really dug that little thing. I was like, yeah, guys, no. That's a nice thing to do in the afternoon. You've got a lovely little sunshine there. I don't know why Arturo tries to fly fish in that small pond. It's the wrong rod choice for the environment, I but love that's it. fine. Uh, Here we but, go, bring know. out your secret <laughs> fishing knowledge. Here we go. Um, but no, I just thought Big it was... Big Bass Ben. Big Bass Ben. <laughs> Big Bass Ben. That's me. That's me. Deep sea fisherman. That's what I'm all about. Yeah, yeah. Just really, don't do that sponge really fishing. No, that's no, I do avoid the sponge fishing, man. I don't want to end up like Remy part one. You know, that's not good. That's not good. Um, but um, no, no, I thought it was a nice scene. There's a good joke. It plays back later when they go back to the motel, which has, it turns out, silver platters and really good provide like cooking elements and stuff like that for them to whip up a beautiful yeah. fish dinner that Remy turns out can cook. 
pretty good, it seems, which is good. I'm glad to see he's, oh, a, like he's lemons a talented and man. On the fish, like, yeah. they, they really went to town on it. Um, guess, who, guess who caught this one? And that's when we are watching the TV and we get the lottery results. And lo and behold, Wade is a winner. Um, which she's obviously the first winner picked is Julianne, who Rembrandt immediately like, oh, she's pretty, and she's got the money now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Remy, Remy, Remy gets a lot of the romance subplots. Yeah, like he's probably had a romance subplot in more than half the episodes of season one. I think it's better to say. And yeah, yeah, yeah. All really bad. They they're all bad. They're all usually destructive. I'll be honest. I still think Arturo had, has the best romance. He had subplot. that incredible subplot with, that was the, so with good. the girl he loved and died, and it was heartbreaking. And it was absolutely fantastic. Yeah, that's still the best they've done with any any of those subplots. But yeah, Remy usually gets the throwaway. Falls in love with the wrong via person. TV. Yeah, I'm thinking. I'm thinking <laughs> the the misogynistic woman. I'm thinking from that episode. I'm thinking of the the the, the, man, the high school the, the sweetheart who turned out to be horrible. Yeah, I'm, there's there's been there's been a lot. There's been a lot. And then we've got another one here, doomed doomed to fail because he falls in love with the, one of the lottery winners. So we find out now. They, we they actually draw out the revelation for quite a while. We which don't I really. It's like. an end of second act revelation, which is done really well. We all know something's wrong. We all get something. You know, they're giving these winners a credit card that has no limit. They can go into any shop and get anything they want. They're giving them millions of dollars each. They they just basically get anything their hearts desire. Nobody says no to them. Far too the, much. I don't know why don't they need to win the money, money if well, they then get a card that gives them anything they well, want for I free. Well, I do know why, but it's a little bit of a revelation spoiler. But we'll get to. Let's just talk about the revelation well, right it now. Will, it will be explained. It, it, no, but the reason is the money is something you can <clears> give to pass on to your relatives when you're dead. You can't pass on the card. So the you whole can point pass is on that, the things you get from the yeah, card. of course. But you're going to be able to give them money as well which is why you win a monetary amount that's why then you get a two million dollar house leave it to them (laughs) look at that you're just you're just you're just working your way through that lottery world like a pro nate so we cut immediately to all the gang in a limo living it up living it up um and they've who, who's the guy from the limo? It's like some sort of lottery, lottery man. Lottery man. I like to imagine it's the taxi driver driving the limo. We don't see him, but I just like to imagine it. Just yeah, sure. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah, he's always the one. He's always the driver. Hello, guy. Where are we going? Yeah. <laughs> um, lottery man. We well, can't remember the lottery. The lottery man. Does he got a name? Yeah. Really? I don't think he did. No, he's just the guy who runs the lottery. Yeah. So yeah, we 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 start speaking to him, and he gives a whole bunch of spiel about the. The lottery and what you what you get the white card you can go and buy playing up all want. the positives playing all up the all the positives, positives yeah um and she does ask can i give my money to the poor which he responds with the last poor person won the lottery six months ago so there's no longer any poor people which is kind of interesting i mean once again reinforcing that this planet this earth is pretty utopia i mean we've got no poverty we've got no war there's no famine there's no, um, there's really no social problems at all. Really cheap apples. Very cheap everything. Everybody is pretty much living a really happy life. And the main reason being that is stressed in this is that the, because the population is low. So how are we achieving such a low population? We've got the birth control stuff is readily available. And that's not really an issue. That's, that's fine. But then we find out that the lottery is a form of population control. So what it is is that people are voluntarily 
entering this lottery knowing that they will get lots of money they can then pass on to family and loved ones but within about 48 hours i think you're dead they kill you and it's pleasant and nice and it's nobody's afraid of death really in this no, world they, they call it it's a very um, making way making way making way so they actually have really in a quite sort of I guess you could argue mature way, internalised and really dealt with that fear of death and then as a whole society that it doesn't really exist. Um, and the implication being, this is worldwide. This is, this is something that has literally been agreed worldwide as a policy. There's no other way you'd keep the population of the whole planet down to only half a billion unless there were aggressive forms of population control like yeah. that. Um, we work out, they mention, I don't know if you guys got a name, this, this e economist... They came oh, up with Thomas, it. Um, Thomas something, like 19th century. Yeah. He, and basically M. he said, you know, if you don't control the population, you won't ever have enough food to, and it will always be let, and, you know, there'll be a problem. And then people listened, and then it was the same roughly 200 years ago. That's when things were put in place to keep the population well, limited. It was the, the right for lifers. So, yeah, that's the counterpart, that the lottery is evil and that it's wrong. But to be honest, other than the perspective of our sliders, I'm not sure if you lived on that world, you'd agree with that. I mean, they make a point at one point, doesn't he? Quinn says when he comes in with this information, you know, these are um, people who've won Nobel Prizes and scientists and like religious leaders who are saying it's bad. They're not just whack jobs that are against it. Uh, however... We don't really ever see their side of it other than an angry mob, which isn't really the most sort of flattering way of seeing these, these guys against the lottery concept. And you look at the, the, the net benefit, which actually is something that I was mentioned earlier, that Arturo defends the concept of the lottery um, because, yeah, the net benefit is massive. There's no, like I mentioned, there's no war, there's no famine, there's no real societal problems. So it's an interesting one because obviously from our yep. sliders' perspective, from our, mm. from our guys, yeah, yeah terrifying. They've, they've made a mistake. They've put themselves into this competition without realizing it, and now they're going to get killed because they'd be sacrificing themselves for nothing for they're not because they're not even from that world. So, hundred percent. But does it mean that? They, what do you guys think? Do you think this what they're doing on this earth is evil, is wrong, is bad, or is it just you know is that actually a sensible thing to do? If they've been doing it for two hundred years and they've eradicated all these problems, you know, is that really? Well, I mean, what are we trying? What are they trying to tell us to think side about? To it, so the lottery police, they, obviously, if they. Was it subvert the the lottery system or that? Mm. Then they get taken to the process where they oh yeah the what do they call it the, the process municipal processing plant or something? Plant. But they pay with pain before dying. Yeah, but I mean, I get the impression though that's a very rare occurrence because I don't know, if you if you actively make you know take money from that lottery machine, you enter the lottery, you win the lottery. We meet two other lottery winners in this episode. Obviously, the person Rembrandt falls in love with is definitely pro-death because she actively snitches on Rembrandt when, when he tries to convince her. To have a whole police division. service. Do you think, you think so, area. so what, we, what, what the supposition there is that enough people get second thoughts after winning? Or maybe people just basically try and play the system. Like, you know, I'll take out a million dollars and if they get chosen... Actually, I don't want to, kind of thing. 
it does that, that's probably the only negative aspect is that like you can't take out the money and then go oh you know because obviously like, it's chosen at random you've, you've so I can it. imagine there's probably a lot yeah, of people yeah but it's weighted towards the amount you take out yeah yeah, yeah. but there's, there's still the bit like well I'm probably not going to win mm. so it'll be like I'll just take out 10 grand a week but I also get the impression societal wise there's a, a much the, the fear of death is far less though we do meet actually Mr. Lottery he confesses to Arturo yeah. that he's a hypocrite because he's afraid of death so it's clearly he hasn't come to terms with it. So it's, it's, there must, it's, there must it's be a big really... enough subgroup who basically go along with it yeah. because they think they won't ever get picked. I think it's interesting. It's, it's a very nuanced world they've come up with and a very nuanced concept for this episode because it's got a lot of layers and there's actually a lot of aspects to really look at it. There's pros and there's cons and you have lots of different perspectives that are quite well fleshed out. So yeah. we also meet, which the guy I'm going to refer to is Ryan in Sliders, but from this point forward I will call Crycheck. Because he's the amazing actor that played Crycheck in the X Files, which is one of the best TV villains from the nineties. By f just amazing yeah. TV villain, um, and he plays Ryan, who is another lottery winner, who's who by the age of thirty, I believe, had swum the English Channel, yeah, had climbed cool. Everest, and paddled the Amazon. Is that what he said? I mean, yeah. I'm assuming that's on a boat in a boat. Yeah. But like he's achieved that. <laughs> no, so the last doggy paddle. Doggy paddle. <laughs> and he, so he, the last great adventure was to win the lottery and therefore find out. But what the best, happens after but death? But the best prize was Wade. <sighs> so you're the best this, thing. This is when we hit the B plot, which is just it's just Wade watch, which was great. Well, she's watching someone else now. Yeah, because she tried it on in the it's forest. Curtains for Jerry. Yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> so tried it on with Jerry. Jerry wasn't having any of it. She's gone over to this new guy Ryan. The dark side. They've had a they've had a bit of a the, bit of a winning over in Pride Corner. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. They have they have a nice little moment, um, yeah. And throughout the whole episode, there's kind of back and forth. Occasionally, you get hints that Quinn is arguing with Wade and doesn't like this world, even though she really loves it. And, and there's this whole tension: oh no, this isn't our world. We should leave. But you get the hints that there's the whole Ryan aspect is is the problem. I think at one point he actually says Ryan dobbed Remy. Yeah. That's the, assumption, yeah, it, that's the assumption Quinn yeah. makes. We're yeah. overlooking yeah. one very important part where Re Rembrandt, he goes to, meets the Julianne woman. Yes, it, yeah. He's like, oh, you're really beautiful. I'll... It's, it's when they're doing some shopping. He's like, I'll get you a chair and all this. And then they're in the middle of the winner's ball and she just says, take me here. The, the thing to remember I here. Love it. The I thing love to remember it. here. This is a it. woman that thinks she's going to be dead the next day. Her standards are probably lower. I mean, like you know, the fact that he showed a bit of interest and she's like, "Oh, go on then. We, we, let's go bank bonk it out." Because behind the curtain. Why not? Because I'm dead tomorrow. She knows yeah. what's going to yeah, happen. Yeah, but but she also brings up another plot point. Cause she's like, "We can't go up to my room because the lottery police." Yeah, that's right. You heard that. The lottery police have to keep an eye on them so they don't run off or try and try and escape or anything so they have to be later. yeah let's do it now let's do it now so, so they go they go behind the uh, the mm. curtain near the band and get it on i mean remy looks he's a bit unsure but then he's kind of just like i'm gonna roll with it because that's what remy does he uh you know he, he he's good at rolling well, with said, the with I the situation she must like him because part of his body like, later because he's like oh you can come with us like, you know, we can go together and say, oh, you'll die with me? Yeah. And it's like, what? Bum. No. Um, so, yeah, we, we fast forward a bit uh, and Remy is then ensnared 
because she dobs him in, she she betrays him, tells the police about his plan to avoid I, I death. Do you like how he's caught when the two lottery police are hiding behind the door? <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty it's pretty basic uh, policing action right there. I feel oh that you know God. they they do not hire good police in this show. They they never give them good direction. None of them know how to hold a gun. Well, ever. Um, one of them does. Shut up! Shut up! Spoilers. Um, so you say he gets caught, and that leads us into the third act, kind of rushed the finale to the end point. Yeah. Uh, we've got a rush well, for Arturo and Quinn to try and save uh, Remy. We've got mm-hmm. Wade hiding out in the ballroom, um, and then we've had a bit of some 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 more sexual tension between her and Ryan earlier yep. than that. Uh, and now, uh, so yep, that's the guys. We- <laughs> Uh, have I missed anything? There is one thing we missed out, which is actually an, impl- uh, an important plot point. Um, Remy tries to talk to Arturo and Quinn about bringing someone else along. Yeah, so we yes. get we get a reason that might not be a good idea, don't we? Um, apparently, it's a drain on the system. That, what that is the fudge the does that mean? More them drains more energy from the system. So, okay, right. Never referenced so, before. Systems. Systems. We have... The control device. A system. We have, could we argue, a network of interdimensional energy slash portals, which you could say system? you could draw power from that system. Would, yeah. we also would have, it drain the sliding? We part? also have what is basically a nuclear reactor in Quinn's basement on Earth Prime, which the controller theoretically could still be connected to yep. through some form of interdimensional space-time. So yep. that could be the other system. So, I mean, like, but none of it's really clear. None of it, I mean, that's probably been switched off by now, wouldn't it? I mean, yeah. the basement. The controller's basically your TV remote. I don't think it's going to have a huge amount of power source. So I'm thinking it somehow is connected to this energy field that is the interdimensional space-time, and therefore it's drawing power directly from this quantum reality. How does that sound? Good enough for a bit of sci-fi jargon, guys? It does sound... A bit heavy. I just thought I'm good for it. Run out, Batteries. He's, he's got. A, he's got to charge his lithium ions up, mate. You know. Yeah, mate. Probably, they probably didn't even have that. He probably has to replace them on every Earth with a new pair of double A's. No, it'd I mean, be like a bit like a chunky nine volt. I think. A <laughs> couple of C's, mate. Yeah, nice. Come on. <laughs> so English. Nobody, no one of our international listeners are going to have a clue what we're talking about. Um, but anyway, uh, so that's that's a thing that is sort of established never comes back to and actually doesn't even play into the final moments of the episode does it so I mean it seems fairly unimportant that but we'll see if there's any ramifications in season 2 I like to think he just made it up as way well of saying no like no it'll um, drain power from the system don't, can't do it don't want you bringing one of your floozies Remy you do meet one on every world. I mean, then you can't fall in love with all of them. I, well, mean, I like to think it's not the first time he's used that excuse either. Like, Remy's tried to bring multiple Remy, women. remember <laughs> the Explaining system. the power, remember. The we system. can't do it. God. You just want to collect them, don't you, you weirdo? Jesus. Um, um, so the, I think the, the imagery as well in that, that room, the, the, as I would call the white room that they're, they're taken to, Oh, when was it? Rembrandt's going to be bonded with her forever. Yeah. So, so death room. Yeah, death room. Um, the white room. It's 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 interesting how that whole thing plays out because she's totally not afraid. Um, she's a hundred percent up for it, and he then stays with her when she drinks the poison, a la Romeo and Juliet. Very, like very, yeah, very, yeah, the custard. Yeah, yeah, just like yeah. <laughs> that's what we're referring to there. The custard, definitely creamy. 
Um, slightly processed. Mm. Uh, pack it. Pack it. Is that a powder or fresh? Uh, <laughs> carton or tin? She drinks the poison and uh, starts to immediately basically go through the sort of death process that's very much like white light. So you have to ask yourself, right, don't you? I mean, is it real? Is that how those people really experience death in this world? Because if it is, then it does seem pretty chill. Or is it the poison is laced with sort of hallucinogens yeah, and, you're and things something. to just completely make, make you see what sure you want to see? Like 10% poison, 90% high-grade LSD. I mean, it could be something like, she, like that. She had a really yeah. nice one, but there's probably another guy in it who's just really scared Seeing of all the monkeys in monkeys his chest. And mushrooms <laughs> and just, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, it's quite possible. Maybe that's what they do at the municipal processing plant. Give them a really bad... Really, really bad, bad trips. Bad. Really, really bad. Um, but she has, you know, it's, it's, an, it's an interesting moment because you do see her kill herself and you do go through that moment with them. Um, and it's quite... It's quite emotional, and then yeah. she gets carted off, and they're like, <laughs> "She can't protect you now. You're going to the plant." <laughs> and they're all that's horrible that. to him. That's where you die. Yeah, except American. But you get the idea. Uh, and then so he's carted off, and then begins a chase. Basically, um, that uh, Quinn and Arturo are chasing them down, uh, and when their van gets intercepted by the, the angry the pro-life, pro-life mob, which is such a bad look for them. They really could be. They really could have characterised those people hey, better. They're, they're pro birth control though. Yeah. Yeah. Birth it's control. Yes. Yeah. It was weird. They're just they're just Lottery. hanging outside the building, no. just screaming into megaphones. <laughs> And it's like, our friend's in there, let's get him out. So and then they get him the out. Man, and then it's the worst it. getaway ever when they, uh, yeah, they just drive the off. And just drive into another car. <laughs> yeah, they don't even seem to try and avoid it. It's just like, was he not looking There's out the front windshield at all? Yeah. Crash. Yeah, and then they're like foot run racing now away. And then yeah, back in the ballroom. They overtake them on foot, even though they've just crashed. Uh, anyway. Anyway, anyway. Don't, don't, don't overthink it. Back in the ballroom. Back in the ballroom. Wade's hiding out in the dark with the dog. And the dog starts barking and gives away her position. So she gets caught by the lottery police and the lottery man. And uh, Krychek... Krychek comes Krychek. to the rescue. Yeah, he does. He does. He knocks them both out with a um, fire, extinguisher. fire extinguisher, yeah. Yes. And then just in the nick of time, we've got seconds left. Not seven minutes this time. Oh. Seconds left on the timer. <laughs> it's not always seven minutes. Strange that. And, uh, they, you know, that's when the boys show up. They're all running through. They're being chased by lottery police. who all look very, very much like beat cops but yeah. like in a really conventional sort of police you know flat capped beat cops with truncheons and you're like what what is this so weird uh, anyway and they're running off but they've got like fbi types with them haven't they uh and then we you know open the portal and crycheck's gonna go through with them as well and the dog we're getting some extra passengers that dog that system dog be damned through. system be that damned that has drained a lot of energy from, from the system, system. That dog flying through that, looks so funny. It was hilarious. But the dog throughout this episode has been the star. He is adorable in every scene. He is the sweetest little dog. I'm hoping he yeah. gets one of those, like, cast things on the uh, intro Oh, at the credits. beginning, like... Where the dog freezes at the camera and it's... Dun, 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 dun. Henry, played by Mr. Woof. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah amazing. Woofer. But first big thing there, Crycheck slides with them. He does, yeah, comes through. And as they're jumping through, what happens? One of the uh, lottery cops takes a shot. So I'll let you guys explain what happens next. Uh, At first we were thinking, has the bullet gone through? But it turns out the bullet had gone through Quinn just before he got through the portal. I mean... Or the vortex. 
They land on the other side. Everyone thinks they're fine. They turn to Quinn, who's standing there, who then just suddenly collapses. They go over, do the classic, you know, move their hand, covered in blood. Again, similar to the, and the Wade Q screams. episode where there's, Wade. there's no injury. Kurt, Wade doesn't blood scream. On the hand. Wade wails. Oh. She wails oh. so hard. I it's hate a... you and love you for that <laughs> so much. But she, she, it's, it, and that's where oh. season one of Sliders ends on the cliffhanger of Quinn getting shot, Krychek sliding through with the gang. Now, what does that mean? I don't, I don't remember particularly what happens, and it's like I'm quite excited to see how they deal with that in season two. I don't remember that. Either. I don't remember it at all. Um, so I'm very curious to see what happens there, and with the dog, uh, more importantly. Um, we don't know what Earth they've landed on. We don't know what state Quinn's in. Um, who knows? As it's a, a big cliffhanger. Yeah, as a cliffhanger, I really like it. It's like you know, like you said, where where are they? What's going on? It's a What's it's a really Quinn? good. Does Jerry O'Connell die. Yeah, it's a really good final episode of that season. Yeah. I think it's an, I, one of the most interesting. I've got Earths. one bugbear with it. Let me just say, one, I think one of the most interesting Earths. Good action. Yeah. Good drama. Yeah. Good character development. Mm-hmm. Uh, for everyone, really. Plenty of beats. Arturo maybe gets a bit underserved in that one, but he has a couple of moments with the lottery guy uh, and also defending the earth. That, that particular, I think, was interesting. And fishing, definitely. Uh, really strong and obviously really good cliff- cliffhanger. What's your problem, mate? It's a zero on the gate watch. Oh, I know. It is a zero on the gate watch, but we got like four Wade watches this week. Such thirst um, Wade. I've actually got one question. Yeah, go on. Where is the Wade of that earth? Where are any of them of that are? Because, well, maybe not so much the other guys, but specifically... I think it's fair to... If she won the lottery, wouldn't the other Wade be like, No, I didn't take out... No, do you know why? I think it's fair to say, on a world with only half a billion people, they're just all dead. They were never born. (sighs) That's a good shout. I think that's probably how you should explain that one. The precedent of set is they're the most important people in every universe so far. (laughs) It does seem to happen quite often (laughs) that they are somehow the linchpin of every revolution happening, yeah. Mm. The Q, the Russian one, Crying Man world. But I think that's the strength of this episode in a way. They are purely visitors. Yeah. Dealing okay. with trying to understand this society. Yeah. Which seems utopia and then has issues and, and layers to it that are really interesting. And it's all about the, the four characters trying to come to terms w- with that from different angles. And I think it's really I didn't even think of that, to be honest. I, yeah. I, I was just like, oh, where's the weight of that one? I, yeah, I just imagine not never been born yeah. would, be my, yeah. would be my shout. Okay. Yeah. Um, no, it's, it's a it's a, fun, a really good episode, really good ending to the season, um, and a, and a strong enough cliff, cliffhanger to make you go, oh god, what, what you know, is it coming back? Can you imagine if that was the only the one and only season of that, you know, and it ended on that. It was like, oh shit, which a lot of shows did back then uh, would just be cancelled, and that'd be it. Um, so yeah, I think that was cool. There is there is obviously one other thing that we missed out as well, which is the Wade Viewer Watch. Yeah, yeah, I suppose she looked. Talk about that, guys. There was a, there was a, there was a top choice when uh, went back at the motel, which was uh, pretty scandalous. I have to say, even by crop top standards. Uh, well, yeah, there wasn't even a bra. There wasn't much going on there at all. No, either, really, at all. It was uh, a lot of underboob. Nearly, it was like it was like the hint of potential underboob. <laughs> You I don't know. Perverted t- t- man, you. Teenage me would have been having one hell of a time. Oh, I, nobody wants to think about that. We just lost. We just lost hundreds of viewers. Great, or listeners, I should say. Um, but but that's the end of season one. Yeah. Of sliders, uh, and that brings us to the end of season one of sliders as well, for Ooh. obvious reasons, because that's how this would work. Um, 
Love it. So I think we're coming back next time with something a little different. Season two Ooh. will. Season two, season two will continue. I promise we'll be back for season two. But we're going to take a little um, step away from from so sliders. We're gonna slide away. Oh! <laughs> so we've got a couple of ideas for uh, a special episode or two, which I don't want to say yet what we're going to do because I don't think we've quite decided a hundred percent. But so the next two will be a little bit different. But then we'll be back in about a month's time. Then I would say, thinking of the time wise, with season two where we'll begin into that. Um, but yeah, that was that was good, man. Nathan, I mean, we'll we'll get more into looking back at the entirety of season one, maybe one of these episodes. But what did you? Are you good? You happy? You looking forward to more? I'm good. I'm I'm looking forward to it. I'm hoping we can do a, a podcast on our first podcast, and we can we can <laughs> we can go over our first viewing of it. Oh, it's like Inception, the podcast. That's just painful to hurt the brain. I want, oh, I want so many layers. Special director's this. commentary edition. Of of the a podcast? Would that work? That couldn't work. It would just, just be a mishmash of audio. It sounds like a lot of editing. I don't want to do that. Yeah, um, we don't do the editing, so it's fine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We want, we want you to do the work. <laughs> um, so that's been another episode of Circling the Vortex. It's been a really good season so far. We've really enjoyed that. We're going to be back with more very soon. Uh, I have been your host, Ben. And as always, this one's been Nathan. Look forward to uh, joining you next time. Would you kindly... That one's been Kurt. Thank you very much. And you can like and subscribe on YouTube if you're watching the waveform, which I don't really wouldn't know why you'd do that. Obviously, you can listen on Spotify. You can listen on iTunes. You can listen using the raw RSS feed. You can find us at Experience Kills, which is kind of the, the overriding home of all of these. And yeah, you can find me at DIYE on Twitter if I'm pimping my own shit as we're reaching the end of season one. But we'll be back in a couple of weeks with something a little different. So... See you all then. What if you could travel to parallel worlds? The same year, the same Earth, only different dimensions. A world where the Russians rule America. Or where your dreams of being a superstar came true. Or where San Francisco was a maximum security prison. My friends and I found the gateway. Now the problem is finding a way back home.